Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a special treat for you today, folks, because actress, singer, and voiceover artist Meredith Ann Bull is with us, and she's agreed to talk about Strange Magic, one of the most delightful animated musicals I've ever seen. Meredith, who provides the voice for a key character, the fairy princess named Dawn, grew up doing theater. I'm so jealous of her. And she was signed by her first agent at age 12. She graduated from the Professional Performing Arts School in New York City and played the title role of Annie in the touring company of that popular Broadway musical. She's also worked in such films and TV shows as Good Intentions, The American Experience, Teen Cribs, Harold, Love Monkey, and Law and Order. We're so lucky to have this talented rising star as a guest, and especially on the very day the wonderful Strange Magic soundtrack is being released. So let's bring her on right now. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Meredith. Thanks for having me. Well, we're so happy to have you with us. Uh, I I don't know whether you know this or not, but I'm the world's most avid movie musical fan. And so oh, yeah. I have to yes, and so I have to tell you how much I enjoyed this movie. I absolutely love so the two princess sisters and Aww. the marvelous musical numbers. My husband and I are still still smiling about the movie and talking talking about it and we saw it last last Friday. And um we we do have a lot of questions for you, but let's take a minute to find out if Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, is ready to help with the show. Nikki, okay. do you love fairy tales? Oh, my! it's my favorite. <laughs> They're my <laughs> favorite. Thought... I'm so excited about this movie. Oh, I, I, you just have to see it. I know you said how much you enjoyed the TV show Once Upon a Time, and so oh, I yeah. think this is... This is going to be one that you'll love. And is the chat room open for listeners to sign in? It is, and everything's working great. Well, thanks, Nikki. And uh, you know how much we appreciate your help, as well as the people who sign up to participate, and all our other listeners, too. But now back to Meredith and Strange Magic. Meredith, I'm curious about how you became involved in, in this project. Uh, how did you how did you uh get the role, uh, what drew you to the project. So uh, you're on. So I actually got um, a call from my agent in 2011, in April 2011, to audition for, it was called at the time, an untitled George Lucas animated musical. And <laughs> That sounds um, strange it's in, in itself, <laughs> a musical from George Lucas. <laughs> right? Of course. It's a CGI animated musical, too, so... We knew what we knew what we were up for, but 
originally I actually auditioned for Marianne and I went in and I had to sing. They gave us a list of songs to pick from and I picked Thriller and Like a Virgin and (laughs) I sang those and then they asked me to come back the next day and read for Dawn. And when did, when did, which one did you prefer? I actually really relate to Marianne's character a lot more than Dawn. And uh, I actually wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to pull off Dawn um, after the audition. I was like, really? Like, you want me to read for the younger, happier sister? I didn't really get it. Um, You know, I have a higher sounding voice, but I have a really dry sense of humor and, you know, I've been on my own for a long time and sort of have a little bit of, you know, I could I can have a jaded side. So I was just like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I guess they liked it. it. I auditioned, yeah, I, I auditioned like six times, and then finally in like July of 2011, I, I booked it. And we started working on it that fall. Well, so this has been in the works since 2011. Yeah, then. for me. And, yeah. and then it's been in the works longer than that, but I've been on it since 2011. I was actually one of the first cast members cast. Well, I can understand why they would, would want you in this, because oh. uh, I I think you probably could have played Marianne. Mar- Marianne is oh, the, the more independent, uh, strong uh, sister. But right. you sounded great as you, you really sounded great as Dawn. I, I loved that uh, that character. How how did you how did you prepare for um uh, for the the songs especially that Dawn sang? Um well, you know, I worked closely with Marius DeVries, the musical director, and they would send me the songs ahead of time so that I could work on them and then I would uh, work on them, and then uh, so I had to do my homework before I went into the studio to record. But it, they weren't too difficult. Luckily, I pretty much knew all of the songs that I was given, um, except there there was a lot of songs that didn't make it into the movie. And um, like I was singing "Sunny" by Marvin Gaye for a while, and I didn't know that song. Um, but yeah, it wasn't too hard. It was really fun. Well, you uh, that that song that 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 you sang that just you know brought the house down at the screening that uh, my husband and I attended, and that whole sequence where where Don is uh, under the spell of the Bog King, yeah, uh huh, and where and where you sing uh, sugar, sugar pie, pie. yeah, <laughs> sugar pie. <laughs> Had that? Were you were you and Alan Cumming who played the Bog King? Were you in the same studio when you when you were singing? Or never? It, never. <laughs> I never even met Alan. I met Alan one time in passing over the years when he was going to his session after I had finished mine. But other than that, I don't even think he remembers that. But other than that, um, I met him in New York when we had our screening in New York. Oh my gosh, he he is just so talented. I mean, he's so versatile. Yeah, he's and, great. Uh, he sounds really great as a bug king. He he was he was uh, not your not your traditional villainous character. Right. I mean, he was, and then and then there was there was quite an arc <laughs> to his character, yeah. and and he had the perfect. I think he had the perfect uh, voice for that. What what was your? Um, you wouldn't sing a little bit of. Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, would you? 
sure. What would you like me to sing? Just just that. Just <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> just part of that. Just a couple of lines from that. Sure. Sugar pie, honey buns. You know that I love you. I can't help myself. I love you. I'm nobody else. <laughs> Great. I wish we had an applause meter here. <laughs> That's uh, great. <laughs> I love that. And you said no warm up. <laughs> that that was perfect though. That was a perfect choice of of song <laughs> for you to sing. That whole soundtrack that coming that's coming out today is is just probably uh, going to be so popular. I know your PR person, Rob, says that he's uh, he's had that soundtrack on a loop. He's just watching it over and over. I mean, listening to it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it was released um, on iTunes last Tuesday, so it's available online on iTunes and Spotify and Google Plus, and I believe Amazon. And then um, I guess maybe it's releasing on CD today. I'm not sure. Oh my gosh! I just can't can't rave enough about these about these songs. I I just listen to them. I mean, dear listeners, all the different songs that are used in this movie, and they're just done so well. Can't help falling in love. I'll never fall in love again. Fools rush in. Love is strange and um, mistreated. I think that's the song that Alan Cumming sings as the bog bog king. And then there's a river dance. Routine, and I think there's a song. Come on, Marianne, wild yep. thing, say hey, strange magic. I, I don't know. I think I've uh, I've forgotten a lot of them. How how many how, how many songs are there on the soundtrack? On the soundtrack, I believe there's twelve or thirteen, but in the movie, there's about fifty. Oh yeah, it, it, it seems like that. There's really not much time lapsing in between each right. one of the great of, of the great uh, right. It's more numbers. like a rock opera than anything else. A rock opera. Now that's something that Nikki knows about. A rock opera. She loves those rock operas, <laughs> so I know she's she's got to see this movie as soon as she can. And the yeah, and the. The Love is Strange song that uh, Kristen uh, Chenoweth sang yeah. was really, really well well done. Uh, yeah, it's super just, cool. It has like a Bollywood type thing to it. Oh, I know. It was it was just it was just great. Well, what was your biggest challenge while working on the film? I think the hardest for me was when they would have me do days where I would just record screams or like. Um, grunts and action noises and stuff like that because it's just it's awkward and it's you know you have a room full of people staring at you and then you're asked to cry for an hour or whatever and it's all just like part of the process of making an animated movie and it's all like totally normal and and like every character has to do all those things but it is like it's definitely weird because you're not like performing live on stage you're you know in a vocal booth doing all those things I imagine that that would be, and but but you you probably had uh, had some fun working on, oh, on yeah. this film. What what totally. was the most most uh, enjoyable thing to you about uh, working on Strange Magic? Honestly, I really liked getting to know all of the people on the film. I spent a lot of time with Marius and Steve Chizicki, who did the music supervising, and. Um, 
obviously, like, getting to know Gary Rydstrom, who's a seven-time Oscar winner, was crazy, and Irene Mackey, who wrote The Lion King. Um, there was just so many heavy hitters on the production that just, like, being able to kind of get to work alongside them was just a really cool experience. Um, and obviously, I love to sing, so recording all the songs was really enjoyable for me, too. Well, I I just can imagine that it, that you would uh, you, you would enjoy it. And then, um, where was the premiere held? And was there anything exciting um, that happened there? Is this your first uh, major Hollywood premiere that you attended? Yeah, well, we actually didn't get to do a, per, a like an official premiere, um, but we did do a screening, uh, a big screening in New York at the Tribeca Grand Hotel uh, oh. two weekends ago, and that was really fun. And uh, did did all the cast members show up? Is that did you get to to yeah. uh, to see Alan coming there? Yep, Alan was there. Kristen was there. Evan, Elijah, and Sam Palladio, who plays Roland. Yes. So, well, um, can you give our listeners just a little uh, a theme of, of what um, Strange Magic is is about? We've talked about your your character and the and the songs. But what's the what's the theme of the of the movie and um, just just kind of a, a a little summary? Can you do that for yeah, sure. us? Sure. Um, well, I think most important um, overall, besides like that, it's you know a fairy kingdom or that it's an animated movie, is that it's about not judging a book by its cover, finding love in unexpected places, and never compare your um, insides to somebody else's outsides. And um, I think that that is the most important message of the film. You know, Marianne gets her heart broken. She finds her husband or fiancé, you know, kissing another fairy on the day of their wedding day. And, you know, she becomes this scorned girl who swears off love. And through a series of events, you know, with Dawn and the love potion and whatever, um, she has to go rescue her sister. And she comes across the Bog King, who is, what he thinks as an unlovable character and she gets to know him and they form somewhat of a friendship and we see um i mean i feel like the audience totally falls for bog too and when you first see him in the beginning you're you're kind of grossed out by the end i feel like by the time the song um strange magic is played you're really able to see like that there's something there in the bog king besides him just being this you know growly you know, insecty-looking character. Um, so yeah, it, I would say that pretty much sums it up. Well, that's a that's a great summary, and it is interesting to me that um, it it is all about love. I mean, there's all these all these different characters. I mean, of every shape, size, and color, and uh-huh. uh, the and the the love the battle over the love potion is uh really causes some strange pairings sort of uh beauty yeah. and the beast <laughs> romantic yeah. pairs and and all the goblins and fairies and imps and elves <laughs> they totally. they get involved in this in this battle and it's just uh so much is happening but the simple but the story is simple i mean it's all about it's all about love and um it was a little bit like frozen in in the fact that that it um, it really follows uh, your character and um, and the uh, Evan Rachel Woods character, the two royal sisters, right. just like in 
yeah. in in uh, in Frozen, and yeah. both uh, fairy princesses. I and you you can't go, go wrong with uh, fairy princesses or princesses of any type. My husband says just <laughs> right. put a princess up there. <laughs> totally. It. And uh, the whole the whole thing with all of these songs, uh, just I am so um, disappointed with so many downer movies being released. And so mm-hmm. then to after after a stream of seeing after a stream of downer movies, to then go in the theater and just be entertained, it just was so so refreshing to me and I think everybody associated with this movie needs to be congratulated and uh, I, I I never thought I'd uh, see George Lucas's name with a, a musical but I think <laughs> that I, I just uh, say kudos <laughs> and yeah well I he guess loved, he did... George is a huge love song advocate well he he certainly um you know, pick uh, if whoever picked the songs. I mean, they just did a great job, and I understand that uh, that uh, George Lucas was inspired by Shakespeare's *The Midsummer Night's Dream* in the story yeah. that he that he put that he put together, and to have uh, screenwriters like um, uh, the the screenwriter that did *Brave* and the screenwriter that did *Elf* involved in, yeah. in putting you know in doing the screenplay, and those are our world class movies. So yeah. yeah. And I love the animation too. I I thought it was it it just seemed so real even though it was uh, magical too, you know, magical uh-huh. and and real. So um I it's I uh, like my husband said in a few years people will recognize Strange Magic as a film classic and I I hope he's right about that. I wanted to tell you Meredith that we do have in the chat room uh, comedy concepts. Now that's Nancy Lombardo, who is a, a host here on Blog Talk Radio of, um, uh, the, of the show called Comedy Concepts, and uh, she's a, a loyal listener. And uh, I think it's time to just hear a message from Nancy while she's in the chat room. Great. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty. Show me the funny. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy, (laughs) for that fun promo. And you can uh, hear Nancy's show, Comedy Concepts, here on Blog Talk Radio on Facebook. Fridays and Monday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time, and there's just uh, so much to enjoy uh, in those shows. They're uh, great comedy clips and uh, lots of wonderful songs, and uh, her show makes me happy just like Strange Magic made me happy. And we also have Kat Vecchioni from World Talk Radio uh, here on Blog Talk Radio, which is uh, airs on Saturday nights at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So we want to thank Nancy and Kat for being in the chat. And uh, if they want to raise some questions in the chat room, be sure and do that. And we have other guests who are there who haven't uh, identified themselves. So uh, 
we're we're really pleased that we have uh, so many people in the in the chat room today. Well, is there anything else you would like to say before we we talk with you about uh, uh, your uh, acting career? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about Strange Magic before we move into another area? Um, I would just say that if you have seen the movie and that you liked it, um, to any of the listeners, please uh, review it on RottenTomatoes.com or IMDb.com or Fandango.com because we definitely need that support. And I think it's frustrating when um, people, you know, take the word of mouth or of a movie critic who isn't necessarily a fan of musicals or a fan of George Lucas. Um, you know, just, just really, I advise to, you know, go and check it out for yourself. And, and, you know, and that translates across all areas of life, you know, to just make your, form your own opinions about things, you know? Well said, well said. But I, I just can't imagine anyone who likes movie musicals not liking this. So I think your point about some of the, the criticisms are, are from people who are not uh, happy at all with any with any musical so right, i'm glad right. that you i'm i'm glad that you that you brought that up and uh i think also uh, the way that it was marketed is that in the commercial people don't realize that it is a musical and so a lot of times people go into this movie and they comment that they didn't even know it was a musical and that can be very jarring because as i said there is so much music in this movie that if you weren't expecting it to be a musical that could be very off-putting um, that's a good point but who doesn't that's- like music Come on, you know that's kind of right. Like, uh, that's right, <laughs> and it just. But uh, I guess it's not everybody's taste. What can you do? Well, that's true, and uh, we don't want to force people to like musicals, but we sure want them to know that strange, the people who do like musicals, that that's what strange magic is all about: yeah. musicals and sure. and love, and uh, yeah. and looking at. Judging a person by their soul and not the their, the shape or color or or size. <laughs> so yeah, I think those those are the three most most important most important things. Well, very well said. Well, let's talk a little bit about your uh, your acting career. You know, I'm so jealous of you because you had this <laughs> role of Annie in this in the touring <laughs> company. That's one of my favorite um, uh, musicals. So what? Oh. Tell us a little bit about that, and uh, and uh, if, how that helped uh, you in your uh, in your acting career. Um, so I was 11 years old, and I toured with the network's um, production of Annie, and we toured 48 states, Mexico and Canada. And luckily, my mom was able to take a leave of absence from her teaching job and come on tour with me. And uh, it was incredible, you know. It was it was it was very hard. I didn't have an understudy for most of the time, and I did like over 300 and some odd performances in that year. And um, it was definitely great for my stamina as far as a singer. And um, you know, obviously, I saw so many parts of the country that I never would have seen, and that I hope to see again for sure. And it gave me a taste of, you know, the touring industry, and it's such a it's such a different side of performing, and you know, having to perform in a different space every night where the set may change or, um, you know, things are different. Um, it was just really exciting. It's always something new, and I would love love to do it again for sure. Oh my gosh, I I bet that was quite an experience. And now you you had your first uh, agent at age twelve. 
when did you first become interested in acting as a career? Um, my whole life. So I can't really remember being like, I'm going to do this. It's always just been what I've done. When I was four years old, my mom, I have an older brother and an older sister. My sister's eight years older than me, and my brother is four years older than me. And they were involved in community theater. And my mom used to take me there um, instead of, you know, leaving me home with a babysitter, I would go to their rehearsals. And by the time I was four years old, I was over watching and I wanted to get on stage and participate. And so the first thing I did was the musical uh, Charlotte's Web. Um, oh. And I played a baby gosling and a baby bat. And <laughs> it was adorable. And, you know, I just continued with that specific theater for the next few years and did, you know, Pinocchio and the Pied Piper and we did Annie Warbucks and, um, you know, from there, my sister and brother eventually dropped out once they got into high school. They picked up, you know, my brother picked up sports and my sister picked up um, orchestra and I just continued and I, you know, I ended up doing some professional stuff at around age seven with the New York State Theater Institute, which is like what I owe all of my knowledge of, you know, theater and performing and working as a team and being professional and ha- while still having fun and uh, remaining, you know, the sense of education. They were based, they, their whole thing was that they would bring in schools and so schools would see this like 10 a.m. performance um, every day and it was really cool and they were always shows that were geared towards, you know, a school audience. Um, I just always did that. And then when I was actually on tour as Annie, when I was performing in Los Angeles, um, an agent came to see the show with his daughter and he told me that when I got off the tour, I should contact the New York office of the agency. And so I did. And then, um, I signed with them when I was about 12 years old. Wow. And did you have any... Uh, actors or actresses who who kind of inspired uh, you uh, as far as acting is concerned? Yeah, I mean, it was all just local people. You know, I wasn't, like, really big into film. I got, like, more into film later on, like, probably around high school. So everybody who inspired me was, you know, the people who were playing the lead roles, like, in the local theater productions that I was doing and Sometimes NISTI, the New York State Theater Institute, would hire, like, equity actors from New York City and bring them in. And so we got to, you know, work with a lot of, you know, very experienced Broadway performers, and that was really cool. Any any uh, any of Broadway performers that you can remember who were really impressed you? Um, I mean, I always loved Kristen Chenoweth, obviously. And it's really funny because when I was rehearsing for the Annie National Tour in New York City at Chelsea Studios, I ran into Kristen Chenoweth in the bathroom. And <laughs> I knew who she was. And I think because she had just done Charlie Brown, maybe. And she was, like, just starting to get, like, this major buzz. And um, I knew who she was. And she spoke to me. She, like, talked to me about, you know, because I had, like, the red hair then and because they, they dye your hair when when you get hired. And she talked to me about, like, what an amazing experience I was going to have and, like, all of these things that had a huge impact on me. And I can't even, like, tell you the specifics of what she told me. But 
when it's funny because in New York two weekends ago, that was the first time that I've really met her. And I told her that story of that, you know, when I was 11 years old, we met in a bathroom and, you know, she had like inspired me and said these really encouraging words. And she was like, thank you for telling me that because I have memories of people doing that for me when I was a kid. And so it's really cool that you're telling me that. Um, so that was really awesome. And then you got to work with her in the, in, uh, in strange magic. So yeah, <laughs> but I never got to work with her. You know, we were just in the same movie, unfortunately. Well, that's the tr- truth. I, I, you, the characters seemed so real to me, even though they were animated. You know, I uh-huh. just kind of assumed that that you were you were interacting, and uh, yeah. But that's the way it is with voiceover. Now you've done uh, quite a few voiceover uh, assignments, haven't you? Yeah, I've done a I've done a lot of commercial voiceover. I used to be the voice of Clearasil on TV, and oh. um, I've done like the American Experience. That's a PBS special. We did like the Triangle Fire. Um, story where I did a bunch of voices for that, and um, there's a show on National Geographic called Taboo, which mm-hmm. I've done some um, like the English dubbing for that a lot, like the translation, and um, you know lots of various commercials for GE and Verizon and all sorts of voiceover commercials, and I started doing that like when I was about 18. I did oh, a video and game, and then I did that show on MTV um, where I narrated each episode. Now, um, do you prefer, do you like to do the voiceover work, or, or are you more interested in the in the actual acting? I love the voiceover work, but I, I did get into this to do on-camera work. Um, but you know what? It's been such a blessing because... I was able to, for several years, you know, do voiceover work and not have to work um, like a non-acting job, which is the whole point of being a working actor is being able to support yourself on, you know, acting work alone. And so I was really grateful for that, and it always inspired me to keep working and plugging ahead on doing on-camera stuff because I felt like, well, you know, I'm able to do this side of acting, um, so I must be doing something right. And then I just yes. kept pursuing it. Yeah. Yes, and um, well, many actors uh, mention how much they enjoy doing voiceover work. So yeah. more more power to you with that. Um, I'm I'm just wondering if there's because I'd like to hear you more and and see you <laughs> and in a, in a musical. So do you have any particular role in a in a musical that uh, you would like to play the lead role in the movie version of the musical? Sure. I would love to do Next to Normal. <clears throat> to do what? The musical Next to Normal. It came out about a little over five years ago. Oh, no, I'm I'm not familiar with that. Here I am. Well, oh, you have well to I'm not. It out. It's yes, fantastic. I will. It's, um, it's about a mom... Um, who has, like, bipolar disorder, and it's a modern musical, like how you would call, like, Rent or something else. It's um, set in present day, and it's just about, like, her family dynamic, and um, it's really cool. I will. I will check that out. Well, well, maybe maybe you will get your way. I, maybe we've got a project <laughs> underway here. <laughs> there you go. Get work. 
get you get to working on that. Well, we still we still have some time left, thank heavens, because now we're going to talk about our uh, our favorite movie musicals and our favorite awesome. movie musical performers. So I wasn't going to let you get away without uh, without talking about this. So, <laughs> what are your favorite movie musicals? I definitely would say the original Annie with Carol Burnett. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. <laughs> it's a classic for sure. It is. And I, I forgot to ask you when we were talking about Annie, did you did you enjoy doing the uh, Hard Knock Life? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I have Iconic. to tell you that I was I was in a musical comedy touring troupe for a while, and oh, that yeah. was the number that I liked doing more than any... <laughs> Any other one. It's pretty spunky. <laughs> yeah. But um, Carol Burnett was fantastic in that, and, of course, Bernadette Peters and uh, yeah. everybody in that in that movie. Uh, the remake I liked, too. Uh, have you seen that yet, with uh, the remake with uh, Quaven Zani Wallace? And, no, um, but I did see the one that came out, in, the one in between then. There was one that came out with Kristen Chenoweth playing um, Lily. And do you remember that? Well, I think that was a TV version. Was it? Maybe I'm – yeah, I think – I did see it. Now, maybe it was a movie or it might have been a TV movie. but I, Okay. Maybe but, it was for, like, ABC, ABC or something. Yeah. But uh, but that whole that – whole, that musical, you can't really – do do it wrong, and even the even this new one that was completely uh-huh. reimagined was well was well done. Um, the only uh, Cameron Diaz wasn't as good as Carol Burnett um, because she kind of uh, went over the top with uh, with Hannigan with that Hannigan role. Right. But right. Uh, but the rest of it was was I really definitely enjoyed it. So. So what are your favorite movie musical performers? Um, I would definitely say Kristen and Carol Burnett, obviously. And then um, I really loved when um, they made a Into the Woods and they recorded like a live stage version of it. Um, I don't know how long ago that was. It was with Bernadette Peters. I saw the PBS version. Yeah, yeah, I really love Bernadette Peters. She's great too. She is. She's one of the one of the top uh, musical performers today. I think Bernadette uh-huh. Peters and and uh, Kristen Chenoweth they're they're really excellent. And yeah. what about the the male per, uh, movie musical performers? Male movie musical performers. I don't know. Um, I don't know who's your favorite. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, no, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be still my heart. Yes. I don't well, think I've seen him in like. Oh my goodness! Well, well, he's promised, you know, that he would do a, a lot, of, a lot of movie musicals, but that didn't, that didn't pan out. Of course, he did uh, do Les Misérables. But when I, right. know, I'm talking about a musical, I'm talking more about inter- entertaining song and dance. <laughs> Right, musicals right. but he could he's supposed to be doing a uh uh pt barnum the greatest show on earth oh, no musical yeah he's supposed That's to be awesome. doing that but 
so we're, we're that we have something to look forward to there. But uh, evidently, he was quite good as uh, in in the Boy from Oz. I, I guess he won right, a Tony right. for the Boy from Oz. And then uh, he he was excellent in um, the stage. I guess it was in the UK, Oklahoma, where he played Curly in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, and I guess he was just a, a showstopper in in that. So he would have to be one of my favorites now. But from the past, I I have to go with uh with Judy Garland and Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly. You can tell what era that I'm right. from. You have you seen Singing in the Rain? I haven't, but I did um I watched White Christmas a few times just this last Christmas and I was totally uh I really like Bing Crosby. I bought his Christmas album and stuff. Yeah, that was beautiful. But if you get a chance, uh, at, you know, Netflix or, or uh, DVD, uh, take a look at uh, at uh, Singing in the Rain. And you, you, your uh, level of energy kind of reminds me of Debbie Reynolds. And, of course, <laughs> we are so happy that Debbie Reynolds got a, a Screen Actors Guild Award Sunday night for her lifetime achievement and that was a very well deserved wow. award because she's she has just given people so much pleasure with the with the work that she's done on on movies right. and in the stage and TV um so we're we're just so happy that that she was finally recognized well you know I this has just been so much fun I, I have two last questions for you, and I Great. hope we have time to get to these. Do you have any advice for listeners who want to become professional actors or actresses, especially the young people who listen in? For sure. I mean, the first thing is definitely, like, you will never fail until you stop trying. And um, this business is so much about, you know, no, it's a numbers game, you know. You have to audition. One time I heard Jeff Black say something about, like, if you book one job in 100 auditions, it means that you're making it. And there's so much rejection in this business that um, you just have to have thick skin and, and have, like, a really good support network, whether it's your family or friends or a significant other, to be able to kind of deal with that. And uh, to not put a time a time on it, you know, like I obviously expected to be really successful a long time ago because I was working so much as a kid. And when I moved to New York, you know, I I got to audition for Stephen Sondheim um, a oh. few times when Into the Woods came back to Broadway. And, you know, those were huge disappointments for me. And especially at such a tender age of like 15 and 16 and so, you know, I got really discouraged for a long time. And if there's a way for you to find a job that, you know, doesn't completely suck the life out of you, that allows you to pursue, you know, acting at the same time, to definitely do that. And my mom also told, would always encourage that school will always be there. And my, this is coming from my mom, who is a teacher. And uh, she would always say, you know, pursue what you want first and if it doesn't work out you know we can reevaluate and you can always go back to school because school will always be there meaning college obviously because I graduated high school and I did try to go to college I went to a few colleges in New York City um, but they actually it always interfered with callbacks and auditions and whatnot so ultimately I chose to pursue that first <clears throat> 
Wow, what what good advice and what a smart mom you had. <laughs> She's pretty smart. Or have. <laughs> I definitely would not be here. I definitely would not be here if it wasn't for her and all the sacrifices that she made for me. Well, we want to thank uh, we want to thank your mom for that too because I know you're <laughs> going to be giving us a lot of pleasure on on uh, film and I'm looking I hope I'm so. looking forward I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, sorry to say our time is almost up. I want to thank you, thank Meredith, you for, me. for being such a terrific guest today. It was such fun, and I hope you yeah. come back to visit us when you have another project you'd like to share with us. Can you do that? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Great I have room. an album of music coming out this year, later this year. That was the other thing. I, yes. The, um, what um, What is it? Do you have a title for it, and do you know when it's uh, approximate date for the, for the album? We, we don't, but it, it's original pop music. Original pop music. Oh, well, keep us posted on that, and maybe we can, uh, will, we can sure. get get back together uh, right before it's released, and and we can can help with that. So we're looking Great. forward to it. Well, this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki Starr for everything she does to make. Movie Attic Headquarters happen, and to Richard B. Smart and Neil Haley for their technical assistance. Special thanks to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to catch Strange Magic on the big screen, especially if you're a fan of movie musicals, and to order the soundtrack. That's all for now, folks, in honor of her recent Screen Actors Guild Life Achievement Award. Here's the great Debbie Reynolds to take us out with her favorite song about love.
When the night is warm, soft and warm, I long for his charms. I'd sing like a bird. 